1: Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. Andrea Lowry is with us this morning. Andrea, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. Nice to be with you again. Great to be with you. A beautiful day out today, too. And you have some uh, great information to share with us. Now, this group that uh, you're going to be telling us about this morning, the uh, special women of Rutherford County, the leading ladies of Rutherford County, is this a part of the Rutherford Arts Alliance, or is this a different
2: group, a different event? Uh, yes, Bart. This is our special area of the arts for 2020, being the performing arts. Uh, last year, we did public art in terms of the public art sculpture uh, that was designed by Norris Hall on Vine Street. But this year, we're highlighting the performing arts with a community-developed play and project.
1: And it's taken a slightly different direction this year, hasn't it, as many things
2: have. <laughs> well, actually, the uh, kickoff of the project, which is Leading Ladies of Rutherford County History, Women who inspire us. The kickoff was to be a community developed play, Party of Twelve, which has been written, but because of our uh, challenges now, we thought we were going to be celebrating the 19th Amendment to the Constitution in August with this premier play. the women's right to vote. However, that other 19, COVID 19, sort of took our schedule and turned it upside down. And now the play will be sort of the grand finale of this community project.
1: It, nevertheless, it's something that we should all be proud of. Uh, not only the Rutherford Alliance, but the suffrage movement and Tennessee's part in that. Share with us uh, some of the thoughts that went into the leading ladies of Rutherford County and, and how important Rutherford County was
2: in that movement. Uh, Bart, the whole idea of a community developed project was because of one of the Rutherford art Alliance mission, which is to enhance our sense of place in Rutherford County. Um, Back in the day, back in the 1920s, when the suffrage movement was uh, very, very active, resulting in us being the 36th state to ratify the 19th Amendment, people had lived here for generations. There was a sense of place because the family passed that culture down, and we didn't move around in Other places very much. So, a sense of what Rutherford County was and what it meant to the family was just built in. As we've grown, added our diversity, become more hybrid, it's certainly enhanced our community. But there are people that work within a mile of downtown that have never been to the downtown area. So, our that don't understand the cultural assets we have in Rutherford County. And so this is our purpose to help people understand the sense of place and what its relevance is for today's world. Very definitely. Share
1: with us a a little more about the history uh, of the community surrounding that time when uh, the the women's vote came up and how Tennessee –
2: was a major factor in that. Well, it's it's something that I, as a woman with the ability to vote and with the ability to um, go into most any field I wanted to, um, the study of what was going on, and I'm talking about years of a grassroots political um, movement in the United States uh, that uh, – really uh, was different than politics was. Generally, politics in that time was handled by the unions and by political machines and so forth. And for this to have been a groundswell across the United States took years and really some strong women with very supportive men in their lives. And so the play,
1: The Leading Ladies of Rutherford County, will be focusing on those
2: people, the movers and shakers. Actually, the play is much broader than just the suffragist movement. We just combined it with that because it's part of celebrating it. So definitely, you know, Murfreesboro had a, uh, uh, a group that was formed in 1914, the Equal Suffrage um, League, and uh, we had representatives that really worked on a state level. But the Leading Ladies Project spans the late 1800s to the late 1900s, actually. And um, our historical groups, uh, MTSU's Center for Historic Preservation, uh, our library, our uh, archives and um, the African-American Historic Society, um, Heritage Society, excuse me. All of these groups helped us in selecting a group of about two dozen women that were actually representational of this county. So different ethnic groups, people from different areas, not just the arts, Women who may have their sphere of influence in their sense of place may have been list, limited to the choir at their church, or we had a president's wife, a U.S. president's wife. So it's not just how broad their influence was, it was the real quality of it. And this whole play was put together
1: here locally, written locally researched locally. This took
2: a lot of time, obviously. Well, and it, it's still evolving uh, because on our website, which can be found at leadingladiesrutherford.com, leadingladiesrutherford.com, we have a share your story area. So we're not saying these two dozen women that we were working with, of which 12 were pulled out for the play, many families have stories that um, we want to hear about those. We want them to bring in artifacts so we can get them digitized to go in our archives in this county, be it the Gore Center at MTSU, the library, the the uh, Rutherford County Har- Archives. So we're asking for stories to be submitted to our website also. So this is a
1: growing part of our local history. Yes. Now, one of the things that the Rutherford Arts Alliance introduced in your very first public gathering, which was at the Center for the Arts, was uh, showing some ideas of proposed theaters and museum in which... Local history could be presented, uh, theater, uh, performing arts, music, uh, graduation, whatever it might be, uh, could be presented. There was one theater, I think, that had 3,500 capacity, and the other one was uh, about half that, still a big place, uh,
2: as well as an outdoor amphitheater. Mm-hmm. How is that project going? Um, it was, that meeting was at the Center for the Arts. In fact, patience long is the chair Of this entire project particularly the play area but speaking to the start of the uh, Rutherford Arts Alliance um, uh, about two years ago now um, there was presented and there is we do have a local group that's a part of the Rutherford Arts Alliance but they're actually a nonprofit themselves that's looking at a pretty audacious project But, you know, it takes an idea to get things happening because um, MTSU has needs that are beyond any of the buildings that are currently on their campus, and this would be something that's including – possibly uh, artist studios and places for art to be presented, as well as a major performance hall in, the, in all the ways you think about that, another smaller performance hall slash event center that could be used uh, for conventions and so forth. Needless to say, that is move. That's been moving along with getting in ideas and and so forth. And uh, uh, um, the the situation now, of course, is we're we're stopped and backing up budgets in all areas. So that's a long range project. Um, but I do think it's something that the city, the chamber, our music community our Middle Tennessee Philharmonic, um, many different groups are are looking together at the possibilities on that. But I think right now we've got to address this current issue and perhaps reduce budgets and see our way through that, and then that will start on a more direct path. But it is in the future, it sounds like. That is exciting to see
1: that happening. And with our... Closeness to all of the interstates in the area, this is such an easy place to, to travel to. Uh, with 840 linking 24, uh, 65, and Interstate 40, uh, it makes us probably one of the more logical
2: places to have something like this. And the giant step would be if we had land donated, which need about 40 acres, land donated, for the project, and then, of course, all the land adjacent to that would be looking at development with hotels and restaurants and so forth. But again, that is a project. It's a long-range project for the future. So if
1: somebody had 40 acres,
2: say, near where
1: Cherry Lane is going to hook up to uh, 840, or 40 acres where Veterans Parkway connects to 840... Uh, those would be ideal locations close to the interstate and close to Murfreesboro. So, uh, what would they do? How do they get in? Who do they get in touch with?
2: Well, I think anyone in the Arts Alliance or um, we would be the Chamber, some of the MTSU people. MTSU has a very detailed project base on that. It's something they've been looking at for years. So it could be a joint project and so forth. But, again, kind of going back to that sense of place situation, um, I think us expanding our brains to encompass the fact that Rutherford County, with the huge cultural asset of the university here and our central location in the heart of Tennessee, literally – really lends itself to us thinking that we have a lot of things to offer if we could package it together and make our own citizens realize about it and then once tourism starts back up again invite all of our neighbors and visitors to come by.
1: It's so exciting to hear about this because somebody pointed out on that evening uh, up at the Center for the Arts they were talking about Now, imagine if you could get one of these traveling productions to stop in Murfreesboro and how much sense that would make. First of all, they could park for free. They could spend the night at a hotel for a fraction of what they're paying to stay in Nashville. We have so many things that are positive going for us here. Uh, it, it, It just makes so much sense. We're talking with Andrea Lowry today. One of her dreams is Rutherford Alliance. We're going to pause for just a moment, and then we'll be back. And when we come back, if you have any questions, give us a shout. 615-893-1450. Some other things happening in the Rutherford Alliance group. We'll be telling you more about that, along with the leading ladies of Rutherford County. More information on that as well. Stay with us. Our phone number... 615 893 1450. By the way, you can talk or text, whichever you prefer. Talk or text. Stay with us.
0: Hey, neighbor, when you talk, others listen. If it's on Good Neighbor Talk, keep it here. WTS A-M. AM, FM, F-M.
3: online. This is Peter Demas, and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's Restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we have been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand-washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro.
0: I could talk
1: to the animals Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City You can find us at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro Here at Animal City, we have an excellent variety of pond supplies and the expertise to help you get your garden pond looking beautiful. And for your convenience, we're happy to take call-ahead orders for curbside delivery As we approach our 30th anniversary our family at Animal City wants to thank you for your support Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro
3: See if you scattered showers and storms here this afternoon with partial sunshine developing and a high into the low 90s. Winds out of the west around five to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 73. Good morning. Traffic still in pretty good shape right now on 24 up by Hickory Hollow Parkway. Starting into the construction zone there towards Nashville on I-24. Highway 41 inbound Murfreesboro Pike. A lot of folks are using that route this morning. Hey, for the perfect getaway just outside of Gatlinburg, check out Cosby Creek Cabins. Log on today. CosbyCreekCabins.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. COVID-19 has changed our world. And First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. Scams steal your money. I'm Shelly Riggsby, manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. Don't give your personal information to people you don't know, even if they say they're the police, IRS, or anyone. For financial guidance, get with First National Bank of Murfreesboro, 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Member FDIC.
0: Start your weekdays with the early show from 4 to 6 a.m., followed by the wake-up group from 6 to 7.50 on News Radio and
1: Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're talking about the Rutherford Alliance this morning, the Rutherford Arts Alliance. Some exciting things happening there, and one of those is the leading ladies of Rutherford County, and that will become a play. When will that uh, be performed? I know we're our schedule sort
2: of moving around; <laughs> it's very fluid. But uh, what what dates do you anticipate? The play itself, "Party of Twelve, written by Mary Donay Johnson, will be an event of the spring of twenty twenty one we're hoping. But between now and then, many of the activities that we were going to do after the play are happening, uh, particularly in August in relationship with the centennial. Uh, for example, next Saturday, the 11th, um, we will have a display for a selfie with a suffragist at the Smyrna uh A farmer's market. And then later, uh, that display, which is a person, uh, a mannequin in a period costume, where you can get your picture made with that, Uh, that will be uh, housed at Carpe Artista down in the depot district of Smyrna. Smyrna has really done a
1: great job of uh, bringing in the arts into their community.
2: They have done a beautiful job and are continuing to do so. That is a very active group there. They are members of the Arts Alliance. We're very pleased and work with us closely, and and their city and alliance work very closely together. We're also getting, um, we are a county-wide organization. We're getting some interest in Laverne. They're working on um, working with one of their um, industrial citizens there, and starting a pretty aggressive public art, a mural uh, project down there. So that's kind of exciting in Laverne.
1: That is exciting to see. Any talk about uh, statues, public uh, art uh, involving statues? This is big in a lot of communities, Asheville, North Carolina, and places of that
2: sort where they have the history of the community uh, in bronze castings. Um, I think that in most of those cases, those are uh, public art sculptures or busts that are in public venues. And I think that the municipal municipalities are re reevaluating what their requirements are and where appropriate places. We don't want to wipe away our history, uh, but at the same time, if there are groups that are being offended by that, we want to consider the sensitivity factor also.
1: Very definitely. Uh, I know in, in Asheville, a lot of their history is around agriculture and right along the city streets you will see uh, bronze sculptures of people herding uh, geese and things of that sort, pigs, and uh, it's fascinating to look at that mm-hmm. and then gives you a feel
2: for the community, uh, plus a very nice artistic uh, mood as well. And the Arts Alliance has, under Jenny Togra, the uh, painting laureate, um, has been spearheading a program that's in development where the 24 hearts that were painted by local artists and and shown at the art crawl in October two years ago, that those hearts, so here again, a community-wide project, those hearts are being put together in a sculpture form that we hope will be used in a public venue. Again, reflecting on that heart of Tennessee concept so many small businesses supported the artists that did these individual large uh, aluminum hearts that are incorporated into a large heart sculpture that's being designed by um, the sculpture at MTSU that did the actual the five sculptures that are in downtown Smyrna. Now, you mentioned
1: about one of the laureates. The laureate program has become a very important part of the Rutherford Arts Alliance, tell us a little more about that and how that
2: fits in. Well, definitely, that is a program under Cultural Arts of Parks and Recreation for the City of Murfreesboro, and uh, interesting that you bring that up because on Tuesday, July the fourteenth, from six to seven thirty p.m., there will be a um, a, a Zoom a virtual meeting where Jessica Nelson, who was the original photographer um, laureate, uh, will be presenting a program on photography. And along with that, uh, Kathleen Tyree of the Tech Engagement Center over on the Hobgood campus, that's a outreach of Lineball Library. Uh, Kathleen Tyree will be talking with us about a wonderful software program they have that can be accessed away from the tech center um, that was donated by the Christie Houston Foundation, and they are huge grant opportunities. This is a composite of really internationally all grants that are out there, and really a lot of our nonprofit organizations need access to that kind of thing now. So that will be... Uh, July 14th from 6 to 7.30. And another connection there, Tom Womack, who is the current photography laureate, uh, serves on the RAA board and is serving as the videographer for the Leading Ladies Project. As we get stories from the families and then we record those stories just recently, some have been done... um, uh, over at Br- Bradley and uh, that Tom's been working with the um, some of the women from the African-American community and telling stories about their uh, ancestors. So it's a great way to make
1: local history more visual and more realistic. I mean, you can see some of these visual productions and feel as if you're actually there. And record it, too. Yeah. Uh, do you foresee the leading ladies of rutherford county being offered uh, as a virtual presentation as well as the live production
2: well definitely i mean we're looking at everything in a virtual world today that's for sure and we also see it as at, because the the rutherford arts alliance is not in the business of doing a, a play that we've got community theater and you know children's theater at at Washington Theater over in Patterson Center. So we've got that going on. This is just an example to kind of call attention to it and to work on our sense of place situation. But all of the things that we are collecting uh, from families and friends related to this project will be archived permanently.
1: We have a text here from a listener, and they're asking about uh, the importance of the arts. Would that bring more business? How do new businesses, especially corporations, who are looking at
2: putting a headquarters somewhere, how does the arts impact them? Well, actually, we, through the Chamber of Commerce and a grant from the Tennessee Arts Commission, about uh, four years ago, did a year-long study that was part of a state study, part of a national study to look at the economic impact of the arts. And now we're talking four years ago, um, the economic activity for Rutherford County at that time was $31.2 million dollars. And I think that study was one of the things, and, and not only that, but just the local household income generated from arts and art organizations was 18.3 million. So I think it also government revenue was looked at, full-time equivalent jobs, over a thousand. So that's been growing. And we had planned to do another study next year. That has been rolled forward a year, uh, again, to get, let our organizations get back to normal because many of them have not had that income when they're closed down and can't do performances or whatever. So we know, and that, that's one of the things that encouraged the chamber to establish a full-time position now as a director of cultural heritage. So our culture and our heritage together, the chamber has recognized it. The arts now have a seat at the economic development table. And so this is
1: further proof of the importance of the arts in our economy, bringing jobs so that everyone can find employment here great news uh let's let's look at another area and that is the area dealing with downtown the downtown historical area is more than just history it really is the heart of our community we have the center for the arts there Uh, we have different groups that are involved they're talking uh, they're not talking they're working on creating a museum In the Rutherford County Courthouse, that's already uh, moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then just this week, Studio S announced that they are moving uh, a place downtown on the square, a studio for people to go in and purchase handcrafted arts, pottery, things of this sort. Mm -hmm. This has to be exciting.
2: Well, definitely so. I want to do a shout out to... Uh, Sarah Callender of the Main Street Program. She has uh, been with our Art Alliance and with the Play Committee um, to make sure about that. And I think the other thing to make a comment on there is the downtown area is actually like the living room of our whole county. It's not just Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro is the college town It and but the, the downtown is our living room, and I think the uh, courthouse has certainly gotten a paint-up, fix-up, landscaping, and so forth, which is nice. But the uh, I think the arts are also important, Bart, not just as an economic driver. During this period, we've been through creativity, the arts, and that part of the human nature, I think, has become even more visible to us. We know there are studies that children who have creativity in their surroundings and in their education, uh, Dr. Linda Gilbert was a strong believer in the fact that art in its broad form, not just painting art, all arts could be woven into math, to history, to science, and appeal more to the full child. And so many times, sure, and then having problems learning in other ways via creative methods can learn easier.
1: We talked a little about this year's Rutherford Arts Alliance project, which is the production of the leading ladies of Rutherford County, and we just touched briefly on last year's project but let's look at last year's a little more closely uh the art i call it graffiti sometimes uh which is very popular uh, tell us how that's going and are there opportunities for graphics on the sides of other buildings
2: well definitely so Uh, The city has been very supportive of taking a second look. We worked closely with them, actually. Um, You know, we're not funding public art murals. We did that one with uh, private dollars uh, from a group of women and um, with help from Norris Hall designed it and the whole community came in and painted it. But we were using that to work closely with the city to make it easier for a building owner or a business owner to hire an artist or a group of artists and uh, do murals. And we have a ongoing list of designs from about a dozen artists. We have been in contact with about a dozen business people that are interested in helping, you know, pay for that. And... Um, Again, we were sort of waiting, planning on spring coming and us starting some of these, but again, you know, we had to stay at home in the spring, so hopefully um, next year we'll see more of our public the public art. but I do think it's it's happening in lots of other cities. it creates a again a sense of place. where's your business? Well, we're right behind. Uh, Sarah Jackson can tell you at Vine Street Market, uh, well, when people call in, I can tell them, well, look at the mural that's on the side of the wall that has all the downtown businesses in it. And that's where she is. Helps people locate oh, her. Yeah.
1: And it's such an attraction, colorful, makes you feel good when you see it. Uh, share with us, how is this doing in some other communities that have had this for several years? Or are they noticing
2: Improvement in traffic in the area and things of that sort. A, uh, a group of us went to an international placemaking conference in Nash in uh, Chattanooga, excuse me, and they were there was a whole area of the conference on what public art had done, and Chattanooga is an example of it. And um, the difference in the public art versus graffiti, and graffiti has. Grown in its our appreciation of it, but rather than a bunch of kids using a wall to put up not so attractive words, um, we found that if you if if a piece of art that's very pleasing and positive is on the wall, the street artists respect that and will not deface it. And so it's interesting how it improves areas of your downtown that are maybe needing some facelifts and needing kind of a something that make the people that live in that area think oh this is our this is our street we want it to be not an area of trash
1: Now so. the people who are doing the graffiti art often have a lot of talent. And I I think I've heard in other communities where their talent has been channeled to this public art and they've discovered a whole new purpose in their life.
2: Well, and we have several um, walls that are put up on private buildings in town that, you know, there wasn't any... There's no committee at the at the city that's going to tell them, you know, oh well, this is okay. I mean, that's not what their their purpose is, is to try to just make sure that um, they're not, um, it, you know, they're safe on the sidewalks while they're painting it, that kind of thing. So I think pop up art is fine. Now commercial uh, advertising used to be painted
1: on the sides of buildings. Uh, in fact, I, it seems like I remember a Coca-Cola sign on the wall of one of the brick downtown buildings. Don't know if there's any of the remnants of that left, but there are probably other pieces of advertising that if uh, sort of cleaned up a bit, could be looked as, uh, I don't know if that would be public art,
2: but it certainly uh, would be attractive. Our city has some uh, definite uh, rules in terms of what is a piece of art and what is an advertisement for the business housed therein. And the Alliance has worked with what those things are and try to help interpret that to the business owner and the artist, but different municipalities do different things I mean Laverne's looking at something that would be a direct relationship between the industry and the mural so it really depends on the local uh, thoughts on what that is especially I
1: guess if if whatever it's advertising if that business long (laughs) past many years earlier it's not advertising but it is I guess history. At
2: this well, point. you'll see that in downtown Smyrna. There's a purity milk yes that's uh, right. mural that's been refreshed, and it's the purity original logo.
1: So that that is really fascinating, how you can preserve history and bring back memories, uh, and and yet for newcomers to town, that's just that interesting piece of art on the wall mm-hmm. there. So. You're thinking that we're going to see much more of this then? I hope so. I really think, I really think we will. And so it be looking at places that you feel uh, there should be more public art, whether it's in that form or statues. And we'll be back and continue because there's another area, uh, and I'll bet you that Rutherford Arts Alliance uh, has some thoughts on that, and that is the roundabout. That uh, is the new entrance to the downtown area. We'll be right back.
0: The Dave Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW. We chase from 1 to 4 on WGNS.
2: Hi, this is Tina Fox, the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. If you're having any gardening needs or needing anything to help those plants grow, something for your furry friends, have a wonderful clothing line and a great gift department for whatever kind of gifts you should need. We have our Duke Cannon line for the men's
3: grooming products. We also have our farmhouse fresh for our ladies. This is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op, Farm and Home Center at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to. Whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before. Just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at GetSTHealthCare.com.
1: We're talking with Alita Tuma.
3: As a retired audiologist, I was even surprised at how much better I could hear with my new hearing instruments. The Bluetooth feature allows me to hear on the phone, hands-free,
2: and listen to music through my hearing aids while going for a walk on the greenway. They are rechargeable, so I don't need to worry about batteries anymore. I wouldn't go anywhere else but Dr.
3: Lancaster. If you want to be treated like a friend and hear better, go see Hearing Aid and Audiology Services.
2: 608 East Clark Boulevard.
3: Good morning, Traffic still in pretty good shape right now on 24 up by Hickory Hollow Parkway, starting into the construction zone there towards Nashville on I-24, Highway 41 inbound Murfreesboro Pike. A lot of folks are using that route this morning. Hey, for the perfect getaway just outside of Gatlinburg, check out Cosby Creek Cabins. Log on today, CosbyCreekCabins.com. I'm Commander Chuck, you're on time traffic. We'll see if you scattered showers and storms here this afternoon with partial sunshine developing in a high into the low 90s. Winds out of the west around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojciechski on News Radio WGNS. Currently it's 73. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We are your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at TireWorld.us. Start your mornings
0: with WGNS. Weekday mornings at 9. The Truman Show. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10. On the stations of WGNS.
1: Welcome back. Andrea Lowry is with us this morning. Andrea is telling us about the Rutherford Arts Alliance and all of the involvement to bring art to our community. The Roundabout. That's. Uh, which is right now is, it's a, a great location and I use that entrance to the city on a pretty regular basis. Uh, that is a well-known location now, getting better known each day, but it's visually in a location that uh, a lot of cities have sculptures
2: in their roundabouts. Uh, what, are, what are the thoughts of, of having that here? Um, Bart, I think both the Rutherford Art Alliance as well as the cultural arts area of city government uh, are very interested in having public art in the right places. Um, The roundabout, you know, living downtown, I certainly come that way a lot. It's being used much more. I think it's helped our traffic flow tremendously to try to make Highway 41 or Northwest Broad be a city street, not a interstate highway. Um, but looking at that, um, it seems like, oh, well, great, let's just decide we're going to do one and do it. These sculptures are really expensive. I just, it just blows my mind. I had never realized how much, you know, getting something permanent that's going to be safe, how much that cost? so cost is a big factor as with everything in life but i do know that the city is very interested in that and another spot that's coming online that would just be perfect for it is our wonderful new airport terminal that i understand from the contractor blake smith um we're talking about That's going to be open soon. I mean, they're just about finished, like within this month. And so as you go up to the airport beside the Walmart off of Memorial, as you drive up to the airport, there's a circular drive in front of the airport terminal. And the airport terminal now is actually high enough that a beautiful maybe aviation-related terminal – you're talking about economic development, people flying in here to look at this for small corporate headquarters come right in through that venue. They don't necessarily come down 24. Or uh, So a, a lovely piece of art, sculpture there would be desired by many. Um, inside the terminal, however, they, they, excuse me, the city planned from the first to make that a venue for local art. So there's, there's room for uh, mobiles hanging from the ceiling, and the ceilings have been designed and the walls designed to hold an installation of art. Uh, they're going to be very welcoming to rotating exhibits, as the city um, does also in the downtown rotunda of the city hall. In fact, in August... Uh, There's going to be a women's art um, exhibit in the rotunda. It will also be done virtually. Um, But that's another exhibit spot that the city really emphasizes local art. So some great opportunities. Now,
1: before we leave today, let's touch on uh, one more item that you have on your agenda of the Rutherford Arts Alliance and some great
2: events, the women's art. We have monthly meetings at different locations uh, in our community, as I mentioned to you about the 14th virtual meeting there uh, at the uh, Tech Engagement Center. Our meeting in August, and again, will be a a virtual, uh, a live-streamed book review, very timely, The Woman's Hour by Elaine Weiss. W-E-I-S-S. And this is kind of a... um, Actually, it's getting ready to be a major uh, television event, too. But this is really sort of a nail-biting review of the work up to one of the greatest political battles in American history. Um, Normally, you know, political stuff and all that legislative movement... To me, kind of seems boring, but now this book just gives you a whole new look at what went into passing, amazingly, women's right to vote. So more on Tennessee. And really looking at the whole civil rights. The date on that, once again. Okay, the date on this, I did not give you because that has not been – Defined. It will be on the website of the Rutherford Arts Alliance, however, and that website is rutherfordartsalliance.org. Very good. RutherfordArtsAlliance.org. Andrea, we are
1: totally out of time. We do thank you for joining us. We're going to have to have you back again. Some great information. Andrea Lowry visiting with us this morning on WGNS. Murfreesboro, telling us about the Rutherford Arts Alliance. Thanks again.
0: CBS Radio News.